Greetings everyone, my name is John Medina and this is the Talk Ish Show, where we talk about a little bit of anything and everything. Today is actually a huge day for us here at Talk Ish because it is the first show ever. That's right, we're making history today. Um, so when I was in high school, I helped produce a podcast for a local not-for-profit organization. Um, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. I've listened to podcasts ever since. Um, and I'm finally at a time in my life where I decided I could uh, go ahead and pursue my dream and, and try to get my own podcast going. Um, so, today on the Talk Ish Show, drones come knocking at your door, a Miley Cyrus criminal award, a friend's reunion, the new doctor. Your Netflix could be getting faster. Those angry birds are really angry. Of course, we've got to talk about Apple. Amazon, Dollar General, and Dollar Tree, what do they have in common? And a little bit of movie news. Okay, so the first story... Um, I kind of hinted at it a little bit, and it's called Drones Come Knocking at Your Door. Of course, that's not the actual name of the story, but, you know, I had to spice it up a little bit for you guys. Um, so what the story is, is that Google um, finally revealed that it's going to start testing drone delivery systems. Um, you may have heard that Amazon has done this in the past. Um, they've They've tried the same thing. They're looking at maybe possibly making a system to where if you order something on Amazon and you do like next day delivery or two day delivery instead of an actual person driving a truck around and coming to your house they'll just send it with a drone and it'll drop it off on your doorstep uh... there's a lot of interesting things that you start to think about when you look at a system like this one if it's something really expensive that normally you would sign for when it's delivered um, how does the drone get your signature? Um, I'm not sure how that would work, but if they don't do that, it's actually going to cause an issue to where um, products will get stolen and things like that. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, Google necessarily doesn't sell a lot of things outside of their Play Store, which is mostly digital material. I mean, they do sell some phones and tablets on their own, um, but for the most part, 90% of what you purchase through Google currently is digital material. So why they need delivery drones, I'm not sure. Um, that's actually really interesting. Maybe they are going to start trying to compete in the online shopping industry which will be really uh, really cool to see how Google and Amazon would go head to head it's always fun to see Google and Amazon fight each other out um, so Google actually developed this drone um, in one of their sub-secret projects called Google X and I say sub-secret because it's not closed doors completely. They don't tell anybody what they're doing necessarily, nor do they uh, give you a lot of insight in it, but some things that are rumored to be working to have been worked on in there are the uh, driveless car, the self-driving car, um, which is awesome. It's actually legal in California to have a vehicle that drives itself. That's pretty cool. Um, 
and a couple other things. Uh, definitely the drone project came out of Google X, um, which in 2012, um, I believe it was 2012. Now don't quote me on that. I could be a little incorrect on my dates exactly there. Um, Google purchased an aeronautics company or uh, an aerospace company rather um, and a couple other robotics companies and things like that and they titled it Google X and so we're finally actually getting to see what's coming out of Google X and it's actually a lot of cool stuff so uh, I look forward to seeing what else Google has to do and what uh, what's gonna come of it and, and how it's gonna change the world as we know it because we all know that Google's great at doing that they're always they're constantly innovating and trying to uh, create something that will make life easier frankly um, so I'm, I'm excited I'm ready I'm ready to see what they're gonna do um, the next thing that we're gonna talk about is Miley Cyrus's criminal award um, so, for those of you that don't know, the VMAs were on this last week, um, and last year, if anybody remembers, which it's kind of hard to forget, um, Miley Cyrus stole the show, I guess you could say, um, with her uh, interesting performance with uh, both... Um, with both uh, the, the teddy bear situation and and some of her other stuff you know grinding on Beetlejuice and whatnot that was pretty funny I guess but it was definitely inappropriate um, so Miley Cyrus actually switched it up this last this year um, she had a date to the VMAs and it wasn't anybody that it, that we had known about previously um, Jesse Helt um, was actually her date and he was a former homeless teen um, and she actually had him accept the reward on her behalf um, and the the whole point of him accepting her award was to try and um, raise awareness for homeless teens in America I thought that was pretty cool um, it could have been a publicity stunt but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was a publicity stunt. Maybe Miley Cyrus actually cares about the homeless kids in America, which would be fantastic. So I'm glad that this year she stole the show and made the headlines with something that wasn't um, wasn't offensive, didn't really bother a bunch of people, and it was actually something humanitarian, something that that can matter that raises awareness for an issue that's definitely a problem in this country um, on on the other side of things so who is this Jesse Helt guy um, well he's a 22 year old um, he was a formal ho former homeless man and actually about the next day after the VMAs um, it was put out by Oregon, uh, the Oregon Police Department, that uh, he had a warrant out for his arrest um, that has been that was issued in November of 2011. Now, I remind you, it is 2014, so he's been doing whatever for three years, and they never caught him. 
Um, so now that he was on national television, his name was all over the tabloids. They connected that he actually did have an, a warrant. Um, uh, the warrant was the warrant was for allegedly violating his parole um, following a criminal trespass convic conviction. So. At some point in time, he trespassed. Um, it's pretty safe to assume that he was probably trespassing because he was homeless and he was trying to find somewhere to maybe sleep or hang out, whatever. Um, but he did turn himself in Thursday night um, when he learned that, that he had a warrant. Um, that may mean that he didn't know. Maybe he just decided that since he was in the limelight, he should do the right thing. Um, really no one can know that answer, um, except for him himself. I mean, we could ask him, but, you know, what is he going to say? Who knows? Um, he did post bail, um, and, and left, so we, uh, we'll be, it'll be interesting to follow where that story is going to go, um, what's going to happen, and, and what's going to happen for this, this, uh, kid that was formerly homeless. He, uh, I think that Miley Cyrus might be his saving grace. Maybe he can actually, uh, you know, go out in the world and stuff. And and, th and that would be cool. I would not have a problem with that. I don't think anybody really would. Um, it'd be nice to, you know, to see that. Um, so before I get to this next section, um, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about the the previous story behind it the backstory behind it if you will um so for those of you that have been living under a rock um or for those of you that might be too young to know um friends was an awesome show it was a show um in the late 90s early 2000s about a group of friends that lived in new york and uh just kind of how their lives went um it was a great show i loved it i actually still watch it um, a lot of people still watch it. I think it's on, like, Nick at Night and stuff like that. Um, it's just a good all-around show. It's fun, and, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on there, and it's a good story. Um, so there's been a lot of rumor in the news that they were trying to get a friend's reunion together, um, that, that they wanted to get the whole cast together and, and get a reunion show going on. Um, it has been 10 years since the show ended, and uh, I think that would be pretty cool to get everybody together. But while they work on that, um, Jimmy Kimmel actually had some other plans. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel had Jennifer Aniston on his show, and he told her that he wrote a fan fiction script for, uh, for a friend situation. And uh, he actually converted a little corner of his set into Monica's ki Monica and Rachel's kitchen from the show. Um, and he uh, actually spent $80,000 getting it perfect to every detail. Perfect. It looked awesome. It was cool. Um, if you haven't seen the video after the podcast, definitely go check it out on YouTube. Um, so the segment opened um, with Ross, who was Jimmy Kimmel mind you, and Rachel uh, sitting in the apartment, and uh, the script that he wrote was definitely um, interesting to say the least. It was it was about um, how good Ross was at lovemaking, 
Now, if any of you actually watch the show, you know Ross was was kind of the goofy guy on the show, um, and it was just it was really funny. I, I liked it a lot and I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not sure that Jennifer Aniston was enjoying it in the beginning. Um, actually, mostly through it, she kind of looked like she was confused and and didn't really want to read the script that he had wrote. But she played along with it, and uh, not too long after that. Um, Courtney Cox, who played Monica on the show, came through the door. And that was awesome. I thought that was wonderful. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it got really awkward with the whole lovemaking uh, scenario that was that was what was the, the skit was based on. Um, but it was it was interesting. And, and then after that, Lisa Kudrow came through. Um, and she played Phoebe on the show. Now Phoebe was kind of the ditzy blonde headed girl and it was a lot of fun though. I, I was I was glad to see them get together and, and have a little you know, have a good time and, and hang out and, and I really think Jimmy Kimmel had some fun with it too. Um and I mean will there be a friends reunion? Maybe. Um They've said they're looking into it, but if you know anything about Hollywood and, and movies and TV shows, you know that 90% of the time when anybody asks anybody about anything, I know that's really generic, but when anybody asks anybody about anything, they say, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm, uh, You know, there's a script in, in progress. We're working on it. We're trying to get some of the details settled out, and whether that's true or not, we do not know unless something actually comes of it. Does ever does something always come of it? No. But it keeps people hopeful and, and you know, it it gives them publicity. If they do decide to do it, everybody's talking about it, everybody's gonna be really hyped for it, everybody's gonna watch it, it's gonna get them tons of views and make them some money. Um, if they don't end up doing it, some people are going to be disappointed, some people will eventually forget about it, and some people just don't really care. Um, which, so... I mean, if I were in that situation, I can't say that I wouldn't do the same. You know, it, it's, it never hurts to say, yeah, we're looking at it, just so that people have that in their mind, that if it does come along, they can go ahead and do it. Um, so, it, you know, I, I would definitely be excited if it came out, and I, I would love to see it, and I'm sure some of you would love to see it as well. Um, we'll see what happens. Okay, so time for a little bit of a nerd moment here. Um, I really like sci-fi. I love anything science fiction. I'm a Star Wars fanatic. I love Lord of the Rings. Um, anything to do with anything like that. I love it. Um, so for those of you that do follow Doctor Who, which is actually a British... TV show you can catch it on BBC, um, and and it's it's a really fun show. Um, it's about uh, <laughs> a guy named the Doctor, and he just kind of travels through time. He's a time lord, um, and he he it's just about all of his adventures and and the different people he meets, and and it's a lot of fun. It's it's some good wholesome fun. It's nothing, you know. It's definitely family friendly most of the time. Something that everybody can watch. Anyway, so the new premiere, well, the show premiered this last week, well, last Sunday, um, and it was a fantastic show. Um, for those of you that don't follow BBC, or, um, Doctor Who, have you, um, there's actually a new Doctor 
Um, and, and without spoiling the show, I can't really tell you why there's a new Doctor, but I can tell you that there is a new Doctor, and it won't necessarily spoil it completely. Um, but the new Doctor is paid, played by Peter Capaldi. Um, he's a little older than the former Doctors, which is, which is kind of interesting. It'll be uh, fun to see how they play out the new Doctor, um, and, you know, how it's going to work out. Um, this is a very long-running show. It had two separate or series. Um, it had one back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, um, and it actually got rebooted in 2005. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's a certain nostalgia about the original Doctor Who. It was it was fun. It was good. It was great for when you know technologically when the time from the time when it came out. But now, um, if you're not an avid Doctor Who fan, it's going to be a struggle to watch just because the technology is not there, the effects aren't there, and some of the jokes and things they're just from a different time. But the new one, technology's much better. You're going to understand more of the jokes, the puns, the the stuff that they're talking about, and it it's a lot of fun. Um, it's a new outlook on the Doctor, really. That that's what it is, and and BBC has kind of stated that uh, that it is a new look on the Doctor, and and that they want to see, you know, what fans think of an of an older Doctor Who, and, and I like that. I think it'll be fun. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see. So you know, um, definitely catch that show on BBC um, if you don't follow Doctor Who, I mean, try it. You know, you can watch one episode. It's on Netflix, I believe. Um, and, you know, you can watch an episode or two, and if you don't like it, that's fine. If you if you like it, then uh, join the club. It, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, speaking of Netflix, actually, um, if you have Netflix and you have Comcast as your internet provider, you might have been having issues, but fear not, because Netflix and Comcast have actually came to a deal. Um, Netflix was having a lot of issues because customers were calling in and saying that their Netflix was going super, super slow, and they were canceling subscriptions, and, and that hurts the bottom line for Netflix. Um, according to you know, consumers, the, the quality was unacceptable. It was blurry, or it cut in and out, it buffered a lot more than it should have to, or it just, frankly, didn't work at all. Um, and, and I understand their pain. No one's wanting to pay monthly for a service that, that doesn't work. So Netflix found a solution. Their solution was to pay Comcast to directly connect to their network. So, basically what they're doing is they're going to be able to route straight through Comcast Network versus going through um, other outlets to provide their service to Comcast customers. And this will increase their speeds, get their customers back, and it will definitely uh, it'll help their bottom line. It'll help Comcast customers enjoy the glory that is Netflix. I mean, Netflix is awesome. Uh, one of the greatest... Uh, greatest things in the past couple years and uh, on the subject of Netflix but not 
not on the on the uh, timeline of the podcast here. Forgive me. I'm going to talk for a second. Um, I went to the local video store this week to rent a movie. You know, just wanted to relax, kind of hang out and watch a movie. And uh, I was looking at the new releases. And I'm walking by and I see a DVD copy of Orange is the New Black. And I just thought that was one of the funniest things. You're looking at an a TV show, Orange is the New Black, is a Netflix original TV show. So it only you can only watch it on Netflix. You can't watch it on cable TV, satellite TV, you can't watch it on anything besides Netflix. Until now. Now you can get it on DVD and you can go rent it at your local video store, which hate Netflix. Generally, your local rental store is going to try to convince you to rent the movie at their or the TV show at their location. And of course, why wouldn't they? That's their business. That's how they generate money. It's how they make money. It's how they stay in business is when you rent there. But I just thought it was funny that the video store decided to carry the DVD copy of a Netflix original show. And it, it, I, I, want, I mean, it could just be because Orange is the New Black blew up it's so popular it won like three emmys i think and it it just did it did amazing um i'm not sure that netflix had planned on it to go that well of course any company when they release something hopes that it does well but did they plan on it doing that well (laughs) probably not but it's glad to see that it worked well for them and and that means we're going to get more and more uh netflix original shows maybe we'll get some netflix original movies um that would be pretty cool um, but anyway, uh, sorry, I, I got off the subject, but I thought that was funny, a little, little brief, uh, entertainment there for you, kind of something that happened in my, my day-to-day life. Um, so, Angry Birds. Um, for those of you that do not know, Angry Birds it was produced by a, a uh, company called Rovio. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Rovio Entertainment, to be exact. Um, and, and everybody knows what Angry Birds is. It blew up. Once again, this is another situation like Orange is the New Black. Did they plan on it doing that well? Who knows? They could have hoped, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they had planned on it to do that well. But it did. I mean, you can go to Walmart and look at the poster. They have posters for it. They have pillows of it, toys of it, everything. I mean, it blew up. There was even some talks about an Angry Birds movie being made. What they would do with that, I have no idea. Um, would I watch it? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd watch it. Why not? I mean, it'd be interesting to see what, what they would decide. Um, anyway, so they're struggling right now. Um a little bit and and we see this a lot with app based businesses they come out with an awesome app everybody loves it they eat it up and they they even came out with a few apps you know angry birds angry birds rio angry birds star wars which was my favorite by the way um they had a bunch of different games and then people just got bored i mean again it's really hard for a game to keep the attention of its users without having a multiplayer online mode and that's why you see all these video games on you know Xbox One PS4 they have 
multiplayer universes because they know that once people beat the story once, twice, maybe even three times, eventually they are going to get bored with it. They're going to want something else to do and they they just they can't access it. So you see a lot of games that have online multiplayer modes. Why is this more effective? Because it can be a little different each time. You're playing with other people. You can talk to those people. You can talk to your friends and play with your friends. Your friends can get a group together and you can take on another group of friends. And it, it makes it a more interactive world than just playing the storyline of the game. So Angry Birds ran into the issue that a lot of, a lot of ga uh, games, mobile games for sure, run into. People got bored with the concept of... of pigs stealing birds eggs and the birds getting upset about it and throwing and committing suicide to throw themselves at the pigs um i mean i fell into the bandwagon of angry birds for sure i played almost every angry birds game that came out and then one day i just stopped playing um and and beyond just games we see that with a lot of app based companies they come out with an app everybody loves it they don't come out with another app or if they do it doesn't do as well it didn't catch people's attention and suddenly you've got a company that was making you know millions of dollars that had employees and was doing really really well and then their income just is non-existent um, now we've seen some of these companies get bought out by bigger brick and mortar companies or even other digital companies and they integrated them into a system using their infrastructure um, kept the employees made some money for the uh, the people that started it and and you know that that's something that can happen does it always happen no is it happening with Rovio not yet so um, what they're doing is they're getting rid of their CEO um, Michael Head will um, pass on the gauntlet, if you will, to uh, Pekka Rantala, if that's correct. Uh, if it's not, um, please let me know. I, I apologize. Um, but that is the uh, former executive from Nokia. Um, you know, the phones that are hammers that can do anything and survive anything. Those phones. That is the person that's going to come take over uh, Rovio Entertainment. It'll be interesting to see what... Uh, what will happen what what's gonna what is their business strategy gonna be what are they gonna do um, I, I just I don't know what their solutions gonna be um, but it'll it'll be interesting um, definitely they're gonna have to re-strategy their games if they come out with a new game they're gonna have to change it um, a perfect example of an app game that cannot lose at least currently and for a long time and they're actually one of the one of the ones that knocked Rovio off their high horse um, would be King Digital um, they are the makers of Candy Crush um, and I also have fallen onto the bandwagon of Candy Crush, um, but there are so many levels of Candy Crush. I have, I have played it for like a year on and off, and I am not anywhere near the end. I mean, Candy Crush is ridiculous with how many levels. They keep adding things too, which is nice um, to try to keep 
the people that get stuck at a level and refuse to pay um, to keep them playing the game. They give you uh, not cheat codes necessarily, but just, you know, help things that you can do to uh, to try and, and, and swing the, the odds in your favor if you want a, a uh, Hunger Games reference there. <laughs> um, okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Apple. Um, they've been in the news a lot lately with uh, the iPhone 6. Uh, we're probably going to see that at the end of the year, so people are really excited about that. Um, so every year Apple has a big hoopla, if you will. Yes, that's a technical term. Um, where they release the iPhone, sometimes they'll release other things, they've released the iPad in the past and things like that, and the rumor has it is that they're going to release the iWatch. Um, so what is the iWatch? Well, um, it is a digital, and by digital I mean 100% electronic digital watch. Um, Samsung has one, uh, the Galaxy Gear. Um, uh, Sony has one, I think, as well, and and LG's in, is rumored to be working on one as well. Um, what it does is it it works as a watch, but it connects to your phone, and you're able to view your text messages, talk on it, uh, check the weather. Um, some of them have cameras, so you can take pictures with them, things like that. And I mean, it it's cool. It's very cool. Um, Especially in a world where we are not able to um, have as much free time to just talk on the phone. So it, it gives you an opportunity to have your phone in your pocket and still be able to check your text messages and stuff like that, which is really cool. So September 9th is Apple's big show that they're putting on and the rumor is that they're gonna go ahead and unveil the watch that day now it it will be cool um and it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see samsung and apple go head to head in a category that samsung entered first now by that i don't mean some kind of little innovation on a phone i mean a category that samsung entered first if you look at the smartphones there was blackberry basically blackberry i think you had palm as well and then the iphone the iphone changed the game it was absolutely ingenious and it just blew people away and people in droves got the iphone and it owned the market completely. And then Google decided to make the Android operating system. And then Samsung decided to make smartphones using the Android operating system. And they have spent a lot of time and money to get their piece of the market share, to go head and head to head with Apple. And it worked a little bit. Um, Samsung is definitely the only per the only company currently that could compete with Apple um, in terms of of users of their phones and loyalists of their of their equipment. 
Um, and then Apple dropped another bomb. They came out with the iPad, the tablet, the tablet to start it all. The one tablet to rule them all, if you will. Uh, Lord of the Rings reference there. Um, but he, uh, or he, uh, they came out with the iPad and it just blew people away again. They did it again. They found a, they found a product, made it, and got the niche market for it. They were the only ones that really had a tablet. Amazon came out with a Kindle, but it wasn't a full-purpose tablet. And then Samsung entered into that as well with their Galaxy Note tabs and their Galaxy tabs and all that. Um, and and they, they compete. Do they compete with Apple in tablets on the level of phones? Not yet. They're still working on it. They're still struggling. Tablets are very, very expensive. People don't people buy the iPad and they have it for four or five years it's really hard for a company to convince a consumer to spend another five six seven hundred dollars three hundred dollars even on a tablet that they don't need just because it's a different brand will we see that change in the coming years yes people that have original iPads iPads 2 iPad 2's are going to start needing new equipment they're going to need it and that is going to be Samsung's prime time to jump in and grab the market share that they need but in this situation Samsung came out with the watch first they were the ones to produce it originally when we're talking about Apple versus Samsung here. So, do they have a big market for the watches? Not yet. It's growing, but it's growing a lot slower than the smartphone and the tablet market. Will the market share ever be there? Sure, I think it will. Um, it's a cool concept, and as phones constantly change and... and, and in, in a day and age where we're ruled by social media, um, I think people will start to to accept the smartwatch. Did Samsung have big a big enough leap to own majority of the market share against Apple initially? Probably not. As I said, Samsung hasn't sold a crazy amount of these watches and Apple's getting ready to come out with them. It will be a head-to-head -head competition with a more level playing field. Samsung's had it longer and they've had multiple versions of it come out. Apple hasn't had it at all yet, but the market share isn't there. So we'll actually get to see Samsung and Apple go head-to-head -head on an almost level playing field. Does Samsung have a little bit of an edge? Of course, they've done it they know what works, they know what doesn't work, and they're constantly working on that. Apple's a little behind on consumer testing, if you will, but it probably won't take them long to come out with their second generation that's a lot better than the first generation. Um, so, I mean, I'm... I'll, I'll follow it, definitely, and, and I'm sure this is not the only time that this will come up. Um in this podcast because I know that we'll talk about it more um, and we'll see we'll just see you know I can't really speculate too much on it just because Apple hasn't fully released it so we're not sure what what's gonna happen um, 
and what it's going to be and stuff. So so once they release it, uh, you know, September 9th, we'll, we'll probably have another uh, show coming out and I'll prob- we'll probably talk about it. I'll probably talk about it and discuss um, what it means in comparison with Samsung and what it means for the consumer and what it means for the uh, smartphone or the smartwatch game. Um, okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Amazon. So um, Amazon and Google are starting to compete a lot more. Um, we saw it with the drones, talked about it earlier. Um, we've seen it with, with a couple different things. Amazon and Google are beginning to uh, go head-to-head on, on some certain things. And uh, about, oh, what, two or three weeks ago, I would say, um, Google said that it was going to um, purchase Twitch. Now, if you don't know what Twitch is, um, Twitch is a online service where you can watch people play video games. Now, for some of you, that sounds completely boring. For others, it sounds really interesting, and you do it. Um, and you can actually, as a gamer, you can actually make money on Twitch um, by by playing games and, uh, and and recording it. Generally, it's a live recording, so they're they're watching you live. They can interact with you via social media and things like that. And that's actually a pretty cool concept. So Google wanted to buy it. Why did they want to buy it? I'm sure they wanted to buy it to integrate it into YouTube somehow. Um, YouTube can live stream as well, but Twitch really stole the niche market of live video game streaming. And it's profitable. I mean, they've made money. Um, and, you know, what business doesn't want to make money? Google has a huge market with YouTube. And they have a lot of people that watch YouTube that would probably be interested in Twitch, that they could pull Twitch and integrate it into YouTube, and it would be fantastic, especially um, with the new things that, that Google is getting ready to do with YouTube. Uh, they're going to make a premium YouTube with no ads. You're going to be able to uh, offline view videos. You're going to be able to get audio only, things like that. So they probably wanted to integrate it into that. The rumored price for Google to purchase Twitch was astounding. It was $1 billion. That is a lot of money. I don't care who you are unless you're Bill Gates. That is a lot of money. Even if you're Bill Gates, I mean, that's still quite a bit of money. But uh, anyway, so this week uh, it was announced that Google is not buying Twitch. Amazon is buying Twitch. Now that's very interesting. Amazon's buying Twitch and they're buying Twitch for less money than Google originally stated that they were going to buy Twitch for. Amazon is only buying it for $970 million. Yeah, only $970 million. That is still a large amount of money. I mean, that is a dump truck of money right there. I mean, that is a astounding amount of money. Why is Amazon buying Twitch couple different options. Um, option number one is that they want to integrate it into Amazon Fire TV, which would be very interesting. Um, it would give you the ability to watch Twitch 
through your television without having to plug your computer in to your TV and yada yada yada. Um, and 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 that would be pretty cool. I, I think that uh, it's a good move for Amazon. Um, I think it will help them compete. They really, to be honest, in terms of like YouTube, no one has been able to compete with YouTube. There are other video services out there, but they're just not. They're not able to compete. They just can't do it. Um, this could be an opportunity for Amazon to bring that competition. Twitch has a lot of users, um, a lot of people that use it and follow it, and and, and um, whether they're going to keep Twitch as as gaming majority or they're going to open it up to kind of a YouTube type system is to be determined, but it would be kind of interesting to see. Um, the Why they purchased it for less than Google was saying is a completely different question. No one really knows, and that one billion was rumored. Um, it could have been originally stated that they were going to purchase it for nearly $1 billion because $970 million is nearly $1 billion. Um, now, Amazon did say that they chose to buy Twitch because they believe in their community. Now, that's really interesting, and, and we'll see how it unfolds and, and what's going to happen. Um, my biggest question, comment, concern on Amazon purchasing Twitch is will you be required to have an Amazon Prime subscription to use Twitch? I am going to stick my neck out and say no. Amazon Prime is definitely something that they're trying to integrate into their entire atmosphere. Um, if you get the Fire Phone, you get a free year of Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon Prime gives you free two-day shipping. It also gives you access to the Amazon Instant Video service. So the question is, why wouldn't they have? Why wouldn't they require you to have Prime to watch Twi to use Twitch? Because it will cut losers. There are 55 million visitors and 1 million broadcasters on Twitch as of July of this year, so a few months back. If you require them to pay $100 a year to do that, you are going to cut that in half, at least in visitors. Maybe not users, they might be generating enough money that hey, 100 bucks, whatever, it's fine. If it keeps making me money, I'll do it. Business expense, not a big deal. Users, no. I can personally tell you at least three to four people right now off the top of my head that I know that watch Twitch that would not watch Twitch if they had to pay $100 a year to do it. And not to mention that, they would not ever pay any money for anything on Twitch if they had to pay $100 a year to watch Twitch. And that would cut users right there. People would stop making money and they would stop using it. They would just go back to YouTube, which is free, which has potential for them to generate some kind of revenue. Um, 
Okay, so for the last couple things, I'm going to try to wrap this up real quick. We're getting really close to 45 minutes, and and uh, my original plan was to uh, only talk for about an for about 45 minutes. Um, we're probably going to get closer to an hour. Um, but uh, real quick, um, Dollar General and Dollar Tree. Um, okay, so Dollar General and Dollar Tree are currently in the process of trying to purchase Family Dollar. Now, this is very interesting. When the recession hit, uh, people started getting a lot more frugal. They started saving money, they started shopping smarter, and the age of the dollar store reigned supreme. People went to places that were that had products that they wanted, that they needed, and had them for a lower price than the than the convenience store down the street. So Dollar General, Dollar Tree, and Family Dollar exploded. Well, um, we're now getting out of the recession, um, and Family Dollar is. Uh, I don't want to necessarily say struggling, but they're not doing the best. So Dollar General, who is doing fantastic, um, they they continually are increasing their their income, their overall income, um, and, and so they wanted to go ahead and buy the Family Dollar. Well, Dollar Tree had something to say about that because Dollar Tree is doing well too, and Dollar Tree wanted to purchase Family Dollar as well. So it'll be interesting to see them duke it out and see what happens. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not going to talk about this for much longer just because there's not a lot to talk about yet. Um, Dollar General did make a bid and um, Family Dollar denied it. So uh, whether it's going to happen, whether the buyout will happen, I don't know. Um, they have the right to say no. We we don't want to sell out. We're going to struggle on our own. We're going to try to we're going to try to make it happen. We're going to try to redo our business strategy and, and become profitable again. So we'll see what happens. Um, okay. So the next two things I'm going to talk about are going to be a little more on the movie side. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers away about the one movie that that that's currently out that I'm talking about. Um, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, so the first thing is Guardians of the Galaxy. If you have not saw this movie yet, go and see it. Take the time, the two hours, take money, and go to the movie theater and see it. It is, an, it is a fantastic movie. It's great. And it's such a fantastic movie that it actually did something that no one thought it would. Now, Disney Marvel Studios, um, of course definitely wanted it to do well. They don't want any movie to not do well when they put it out. Did they think it would bomb? No. Did they think it would do it as well as it did? Probably not. Um, they felt like the Marvel Cinematic Universe was established enough that they could go ahead and put out a movie that was full of characters that most people had never heard of. So they made Guardians of the Galaxy. Now this movie was fantastic, and it did great. It has already surpassed, well, okay, it has not quite yet, but it will very quickly surpass Captain America the Winter Soldier in domestic gross income. 
what does that mean? That means that not only is Guardians of the Galaxy the biggest summer movie, domestic summer film of the year, beating out Transformers, it is the biggest domestic film of the year, beating out Captain America. That means that it made more money in the United States than any other movie that came out this year. Going head-to-head -head with a movie like Captain America that was already established, very iconic, that is crazy. It's fantastic. I like to see that, and I like to see that uh, that people are are open-minded to the comic book films. And, and we've seen it time and time again with Marvel. They've really changed the game for, for comic book films, and this is the age of comic book films. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is in the making, I hear. Um, now, that's only speculation. Don't, don't quote me on that. When will it come out? Who knows? But it'll be very exciting to see. Um, and... The final thing I'm going to go ahead and talk about is Steve Carell. Um, <laughs> Steve Carell's an awesome dude. He commits 110% to whatever he does, and, and, and that's awesome. Um, he did fantastic in The Office. He, some of his movies have been really good. Even the movies that haven't been good, he was good in them. He's a good actor. He's solid. He's funny. Um, so what is Steve Carell going to be doing? Well, Steve Carell is going to be in a Looney Tunes movie. So I know for those of you that are old enough, um, maybe for those of you that are young enough but have seen it, um, Space Jam was an awesome film. It had Michael Jordan in it and some other famous people, and they had a real-life person go into an animated universe. And it was a lot of fun. It was some good family fun, and people really enjoyed it. And that is what this movie is going to be about. It's going to be about a guy that lives in the animated Looney Tune world, but he is going to be a real person. And uh, rumor has it is that he's going to be he's going to own um, Acme, which is the company that supplies all of the different uh, tools, if you will, that the Roadrunner tries to, or that uh, Wiley e. Coyote uses to try to to take on the Roadrunner. So it'll, it'll be nice to see that. Um, I'll definitely probably go see that. And then, and I, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And, and I hope that it brings um, the Looney Tunes into light for a whole new generation of kids to see and appreciate and enjoy. Um, okay, well, I guess it's probably time for me to wrap this show up. I'm about out of time. We're at like 50 minutes, which is a little longer than I had planned on, on going. But hey, you know, I got some stories out there. I got to talk to you guys, and, and that was a lot of fun. If you have a question or a subject you'd like me to talk about on the show, uh, feel free to email it to talkishshow at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thetalkishshow. Uh, follow us on Twitter at talkishshow. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you would like to subscribe to the RSS feed, there is a link down below um, where you can go to the podcast. Um, so until next time.